thank you for your healing. We thank you, Lord, for redemption. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you, Father God, that you are our Father, that you call us your children, and you have adopted us out of slavery and brought us into the family of God. We thank you, Lord, that there is liberty here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Who's Mindy Groves? Graves? Okay. She's 22, is that right? And she is having seizures? Wow. She's in the hospital. And she has a seven-week-old baby? Huh? So you got the baby. Father God, we speak right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you just touch this young lady. And Lord, that you heal her body. And Father, let it be a testimony unto her and unto the family, Father God, that you have healed Mindy in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. Okay, hey, listen, there's two books here I think that you need to read. And, and the, this book right here is by Eric Metaxas, and it is the letter to the American church. That is an outstanding book. I think every single pastor in the United States of America, if not all over the world, needs to read it. Certainly the congregation needs to read it. And also when, when a nation forgets God. And these two books right here, they need to be read, people. And the reason why they need to be read is because we're about to lose our nation. How many of you know that God can heal and God is still in the healing, he's the healing factor and he can still bring America back to where we were and beyond. Somebody say amen to that. But here's what it's going to take. It's going to take preachers preaching truth. That's what it's going to take. So those two books right there, you need to read those. And, and uh, right now I, I must have 10 books laying on, on uh, my desk and and at home that, that I need to read. And I need to read those because, listen, we need to keep up with what God's doing in the, in the land today. Now, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 5, and we're going to be looking at verses 13 and 14, and we're going to be looking in, in Acts. We're going to be looking in different parts of the Word of God. But I, I want you to hear this because... because this is some of the things that the Lord has told me and to look out for, has told me to, to speak. And I, I want to speak. Listen to me. When, when Diedrich Bonhoeffer in Germany started to preach, Hitler was worried because Hitler knew that he had a problem on his hand. And the problem that he had was a young man in his 20s that was sold out for the Lord Jesus Christ and wasn't going to back up. So this, this so, so Bonhoeffer is, is, is getting the, the pastors to rally around. And he knew of the things that was about to happen to Germany. And he's trying to teach these things. But Hitler, Hitler came in there pretty swift. And, and 12,000 pastors caved. And when they caved, listen, some of them even put the swastika in their churches because they were so afraid of Hitler and what he'd do. And old Bonhoeffer was trying to tell those people, he said, listen, we're about to lose everything. We're going to lose our nation. There's people that's going to be killed. 
they would not listen to him because they was afraid. Let me tell you, the worst enemy right now that we have in the church is fear and anxieties and things of that nature. So when you come up here today, that was, that was a good word that, that uh, uh, Katina brought into this church this morning. And, and I wanted to hear the word before she gave it because I wanted to see if it was going to go along with what, what I was talking about or what the Lord had showed me. And it goes right along. And then it started back there in the foyer this morning. And listen, here's what the Lord said. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He said, I'm always going to be there for you. And he's going to teach us not to worry and teach us not to be anxious. Because I want you to understand something. The enemy wants us to think that the judgment has come onto the United States so hard that we've lost the United States. Listen, judgment has come on the United States. It is here because of some of the things that we have allowed to happen in our churches because we're afraid to stand up. But listen what it hasn't done. It hasn't ruined us and it hasn't taken over yet. And if we'll stand up strong, if parents will be parents, and if husbands will be husbands, and wives will be wives, and pastors will be pastors, listen, we can defeat this thing because the Word of God teaches us that we can. And somebody say amen to that. So I know, I know, somebody says, but pastor, listen, David was under judgment. When, when, when uh, God told David, he said, do not number those people and David numbered those people. God brought his judgment, and he's bringing his judgment after David. He said, David, there's three things, and you get to pick one, and that's going to be your judgment. You know what David said? David said, I'll not do it, you do it. And the reason why he said you do it, because he fell on the mercy of God, and he knew that the Lord loved him. Listen to me, right now, people, is the time to fall on the mercy of God. Right now is the time to let God be God and let God be healer. So here, I want to, I'm going to read some familiar scripture to you, and she's going to bring it up. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Bring it up, Deb. Now watch what it said. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its Savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot by men. How many of you see that? Now, now pay attention to what he said. You're the salt of the earth. And who is you? The church. We're the salt of the earth. And what is salt? Now watch this. Here's what salt is. It's a preservative. It's a tasteless. I mean, it, it's tasteful. And here's what salt is. Priceless. At the time when Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, he's talking about the salt was priceless. And a Roman soldier was paid in salt. Did you ever hear the expression, you're not worth your salt? The Roman soldier who was not a good soldier was not worth his salt because salt was priceless. And, and at that time, a salt was more priceless than gold. They weren't paid in gold. They weren't paid in silver. They were paid in salt. And people wanted salt because there wasn't much salt around. The Roman soldier was paid in salt. Listen to what he said. He, he, he says, you are the salt of the earth. You are priceless. He's saying the church is priceless. 
And he's saying it's the church that's going to bring the sweet taste of the Lord to the world. Now listen to what David said. David said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, for he tastes like honey in the rock. Taste and see you are the salt of the earth. You, you are the preservative. And the taste means the, the wonderfulness of the Lord, and it's priceless. The earth is the globe. Listen to what the earth is. It's nature, it's country, and I did not know this one. It's politics. I did not know that. Keep politics out of the church. That's what they'll tell you. I've had preachers, Pentecostal preachers, tell me, keep politics out of the church. I've had Baptist preachers say, keep politics out of the church. Methodists, keep polit how do you keep politics out of the church? How do, how, do you, how do you keep politics out of the church when those who can't defend themselves can't speak? How do you do that? How do you do it? That's a myth in the church. Politics is right in the middle of who we are. Listen, if we, if we are the salt of the earth, then we are priceless. Then why does Paul write 2 Timothy chapter 2 when he talks about the apostate church? Because here's what he says in 2 Thessalonians, I'm sorry, in chapter 2. He said, there's coming a time, he said, when Antichrist comes in, and the only way that the son of perdition is going to be able to come in, watch this, is when the church backs up and gives him permission. The Antichrist cannot do anything until we give him permission. And what is the permission? When we stop and we back up and we become apostate, when we fall away from the word of the living God. Listen, do you understand what the Antichrist wants to do? He wants to seat himself up as God. He wants to be like God and he wants the, the world to worship him even though he knows it's a short time. That's what he wants. It's an amazing thing to me. Isn't it an amazing thing to you that how we have allowed secularism and humanism to come in our church? Listen to what he said. We're the salt of the earth. He says this. He says, you're the voice. We are the voice through the word of God that's going to keep and save the United States of America. And I believe that. I believe this generation right here, me. I'm 73 years old. And you can figure it out for yourself how much time I have left. Probably right in the last chapter of my life, and I want to go out strong as I've ever went out before. I want to go out preaching truth and preaching things that are right. And I want people to understand this one thing, that there is an antichrist who has waged war against the church of the living God, but God is greater I want you to understand God is greater than anything that the devil can throw at me and you. Why do we worry? We cannot change one single thing. And in Romans 8, 28, here's what he says. He said, God causes all things to work together for the good of them who love him and are called according to his purpose. We're called according to his purpose. Let me tell you something about God. Let me tell you something about Jesus. Jesus is coming back. And I'm going to talk about the second coming, not the rapture. I'm going to talk about the second coming, just a little bit. The Bible says this. He's coming, and he's going to be on a white horse. And his, his, his vesture, his vest, 
is going to be dipped in blood. And on his thigh is going to be written, Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Now listen to what the Bible says. And the Bible says there's going to be an army of saints that are behind him. And listen to what it says. And it says, and he is going to, he is going to destroy the devil, the beast, the false prophet, and all those. Now watch this. He's going to destroy all of those who have taken the mark of the beast and who have worshipped the image of the Antichrist. He is going to destroy them. Now, you know how he's going to destroy them? He is going to destroy them from the word of his mouth. Because, listen, the sword or the word of God will come from his mouth and it will be so powerful that it will slay people. The Bible says that Jesus is the one who will walk the winepress of the wrath of God. And it says that the blood will run as deep as the horse's bridle for 200 miles. That's the Christ that men are going to look at when the grace of God has been lifted from this world and they have to look at the wrath of God. People, listen to me. What are you saved from? You say you're saved from sin. You're not saved from sin. You are saved and I am saved from the wrath of him who is about to come. How many of you understand that? That's what we're saved from. The wrath of God. Listen to what he says. He says that we are the salt of the earth. That's what he says. If the salt has become tasteless. Watch what it says. If the salt has no voice. If the salt has no preservative, the word does not preserve. It is good for nothing anymore. Listen, the church in Nazi Germany that we should see and not allow hap to happen here is exactly what the Antichrist system wants to bring into this country today. In this country to get today. I'm going to tell you this right now. There's a platform to stand up and speak. And let me tell you what the platform to stand up and speak is that the word of the living God is true and it is going to go forth. Yes, God still saves. Yes, God still heals. Yes, God still delivers. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He still raises from the dead. But understand this one thing. God is also the judge of the evil things that are about to take place. God, now listen to me. I want everybody to hear. God has judgment right now placed on every single pastor in the United States of America, including me. Every pastor. Every teacher. Every apostle. The church. And people, you, they, don't want, they don't want to hear this. But our rights are being taken away from us. Our liber liberties are being taken away from us. Now watch this. It is good for nothing except it will be used to be thrown out, trampled underfoot by men. That's what it says. Pastors, clergies, teachers, go right down through it. The public school system's a mess. And the state has taken over the public school system like never before. It's an amazing thing. The public school system is teaching the same doctrines that Stalin and Lenin taught. That they are not to listen to parents. 
And then the public school system is that the teachers say that we are the parents. No, they're not. You are the parent. And they are your children. And God give them to you. Listen to me. He says this. It will be thrown out, trampled underfoot by men. Now I'm gonna, I want you to watch this. Now number 14. She's going to bring verse 14 up. You are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. Listen to what he says. He says, you, the church, are the light of the world. How do we know that we're the light of the world? When one comes in and has a problem and another comes in with the word that takes care of the problem. That's the light of God. What is the light of God is when we can encourage one another Thus saith the Lord. It's all right. It's going to be okay. Just keep serving the Lord. Just keep standing up for what is right. Listen, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Stand up for the Lord. Stand up for His Word. Stand up for what is right. Listen, there's only one way to the Father and that's through His Son Jesus. No other way. You can't get to heaven no other way. You can't get to the Father no other way except through His Son. We don't preach that no more. We're preaching everything. God's still God. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Let, let, let it happen. God's still the healer. You, you are the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. What's the world? The people. The people. The world. Listen to what Jesus said. Do you know what the, Jesus said? He said, the world will wax worse and worse. Jesus said, the love of many will grow cold. And you know what that love of many means? It means that, that, that mothers and daughters will quit loving each other. Dads and sons will quit loving each other. It don't have anything to do with anything but the natural love that God has put down inside of us. It's not talking about this transgender thing. We all know that thing's not of God. We know all of that stuff. What is it talking about? He's talking about... That, that mother and daughter won't love each other anymore. That, that dad and son won't love each other anymore. This men, young men will not have respect for their mothers. It's an amazing thing. It happens all the time. That young girls are dying by the, the hundreds and thousands right now because they haven't been taught right. It's an amazing thing right now. And, and, and we look at that. He says this. He says that we are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. The world is the people. And Jesus said it'll wax worse and worse. Hey, watch what he says. He said, a city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. A city that's all lit up cannot be hid. Cannot be hid. It cannot be hidden. Is there any light in our Laodicean church today? And if ever there was a Laodicean age, we're in it right now. And what did Jesus say about the Laodicean church? Listen to what he said. He said, you're not hot, you're not cold. He said, I wish you was one of them. Either hot for me or cold. He said, but you're lukewarm. And you know where they got that expression? The Laodicean church was so far away from where the cool, clear water was that they had to build aqueducts to make it uh, go into the city. And by the time the water got into the city, it was just nasty. You couldn't drink it. And that's what he's talking about. He said, you're as bad as this nasty water that's coming into your city. Listen to what he's saying. He said, you, you're, you're so apathetic. 
He said, you, you, you're just taking it easy. You know, two earthquakes happened in that church, and it's an amazing thing. And every time the, the earthquakes uh, 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 came in and, and it uh, uh, just tore the church up, uh, the, the buildings fell. Help me out, Lord. Get it out. And so what happened is the earthquake took place and the, and the church just fell apart. It just, and the government come to the church and said this, said, we'll help you build your Laodicean church. This is back 2,000 years ago. It's an amazing thing. You know what they said? We don't need your help. We got enough. There are more silver and gold right now in the church than you ever saw in your life. It's an amazing thing. Happened twice, and they said, and you know what they said? We, we, we don't need nothing. And God said, do you understand this one thing? You're poor, you're wretched, you're naked, and you're blind. And he's saying that to the church today. And then in Revelation 3.20, listen to what he says to him. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. You, wouldn't, wouldn't you think that Jesus Christ should be up behind the pulpit preaching? But he's asking permission to come in. Just listen to what, what Jesus said. He says, you are the light of the world. Verse 15. Now she's going to put verse 15 up here. Again, here we go. Put it up there again. Okay, it's not coming up. I went on past it, didn't I? Okay, we're good. There, there it is. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Watch this. Nor do men light a lamp and put it under a peck measure. That's a basket. Take a candle, you light it, and you put a basket over top of it. Everything inside of that basket is going to be lit. But there's something. Here's what, here's what, here's what fire needs. needs heat, needs fuel, and oxygen. And fire will burn it. You, you put a candle lit under a bushel. And it, it'll burn out. It'll burn out. No, no. You know what he said? He said, listen. He said, you need to put, be put on a lampstand. He said, you need to be put on a lampstand. He said, if you're put on a lampstand, he said, you're going to brighten up everything. When Al Bro started coming to this church... And I never ever paid attention to it. He said, Pastor, it's dark in here. We had all the lights on. But, you know, it didn't seem dark to me because I'd been so used to it. And I, I don't, can't remember if we counted 27 or 47 lights had been burnt out. And so you remember that? And, and Tony, you got with another kid and you got, and so they took all the burn lights out. No, 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 I'm sorry. You took all the lights out. And put all new lights in. And man, it brightened up in here and said, whoa. But all, the lights are burning out and we don't even know it. And we're living, or, or we're having church in a dark church because we got so used to it. And that's the way the world is. The world, that's the way the church is with the world. The church has darkness in it, and we're so used to it. We, we, we have come to me, make that the measure of our life. And we don't know light because we don't see light anymore. But when they put the lights in here, said, whoa, all of a sudden it became bright in here. Listen to me. He said, men do not put a lamp under a peck measure or a basket, but on a lampstand. What do you think would happen if our churches start preaching tr truth? What do you think if our schools, if our school systems 
went back to preaching Jesus Christ in truth. What do you think would happen in our colleges if the colleges went back preaching Jesus Christ in truth? And here's some of the sad things. Our seminaries don't even preach Jesus no more. Our Bible colleges don't even preach Jesus no more. Now, I know that there are some that do. I'm using it as a whole. Listen to what he says. He says this, it gives light to the whole house, light to churches. What what do you think would happen in the public school system if everybody, all of a sudden, there was a great awakening? If there was a move of God like Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield? What do you think would take place? I'll tell you what would take place. People would be getting saved driving in their cars. The power of God. And you say, that's not possible. Well, I'll talk to France, for instance, is, is turning its over, leaf over, but Fiji, Uganda. Talk about these. In, in Uganda, the president of Uganda, he, he brought all the pastors in of Uganda. He brought them in into his, so to speak, White House. He brought them in there, and he said, you know what's wrong with this country? And they said, what? And he said, you. He said, You. He said, it's not the government. It's not our politics. We're corrupted. We know that. It's you. You guys fight with one another. One of you you is this and the other is this. He said, but it's you. He said, what would happen if you guys got together and called on your God that you're supposed to believe in? What would happen? And when they did, it changed Uganda. When it did, it changed Fiji. Listen, it can change the United States of America. We're not done yet. Hallelujah. We're not going to give this thing over to the enemy. We're not going to give our schools and our churches and our colleges over to the enemy. Why do we want to give our music over to the enemy? Why do we want to do that? We want to give light to the whole house. I love teaching, teaching history. This country was founded on Christian education. Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Brown, Colgate, Dartmouth. You just go down through all of those. And they were all on fire for God at one time. And they took and they, they, they sent out teachers that loved the Lord, lawyers that loved the Lord, preachers that loved the Lord. They was on fire and it made this country what it made. Hallelujah. This country was built on Christian education because our forefathers knew this one thing. If God wasn't in it, it would not survive. Listen to me. If God is not in the church, the church will not survive. It will not. Give light to the country. We need to give light to the country. Verse 16. Here we go. I need to pause anyway. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let your light so shine. If pastors will shine for Christ, so will the congregation. Do you hear me? If pastors will shine for Christ, so will the church. And those who don't want to will leave. 
I think there's times when people need to leave churches. And because the church is big don't mean God's in it. And because it's little don't mean God's in it. God's in wherever he is preached. Somebody say amen to that. I will tell you something about I admire about John Hagee. And what I like about John Hagee, John Hagee has proven that you can preach the doctrines of Christ right down the line and still have a large following. Because, because John Hagee is a wonderful man of God. He loves the Lord and he preaches it right down the line like it should be preached. There are preachers that are preaching today and, and Antichrist has, the Antichrist system has a problem. And here's what the problem is, is that right now so far 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 has not come into effect. Because there's still churches like this, there's still churches in Florida. I'm sure you go to a good church in Florida, you better shake your head yes. Okay, all right, okay. And by the way, if nobody knows who she is, you know, she, uh, that's Tammy Kinnon. You know, she went to be a Floridian, you know, and yeah. So it's good to have you today. I'm just teasing, she's part of us. Okay, but anyway, so what was I talking about before I got off of it? Oh, let your light so shine. Yeah, and there are preachers that are preaching truth. I'm, I, you know, Keith Moore is your pastor, and he's preaching truth. Hey, hey, listen to me. Understand this one thing. Why does the Antichrist system have a problem? Because of people, pastors that are still preaching truth. But one by one, they're leaving the truth. And by, one by one, they are giving in to the secular way of life. And why is that? Well, because of this. You can't serve God and mammon. How many of you know that? Hey, let, let's see. Let your light so shine before men. Before men is the church. And listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said the church is, is the preservative of the world. He, listen to what he said. He said, you're the voice. And he said, especially for those who can't speak. Especially for the unborn. Especially, especially for older people. He said, the voice that can't speak. Understand this one thing. I love what, what the, what the uh, Supreme Court did when they overturned Roe versus Wade. Because when, when, when they made a law in 1973, Roe versus Wade, and, and made it legal to have an abortion, understand something was never written in the word in, in the Constitution, and they went completely against the Constitution. They went with international law, and when they went against the Constitution, instead of interpreting the law, they made law. And, and the Supreme Court was never made to make law. It was made to interpret the law. And you know what happened? You got these Supreme Court justices that got back in the Word and says, this is the interpretation. And when they got the interpretation of the, the law, they overturned Roe versus Wade. So we have a president and we have a silly, silly liberal Congress and, and Senate right now that wants to override what the Supreme Court has said and understand why do they want to do that? Because they don't love our Lord. They don't know our Lord. They might be Catholic. They might be Baptist, but they don't know him. Because if you know him, you don't do those things. You want to be a light and a light unto the world. That's what you want to be. And the Bible says this. He says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And a city that is set on a hill 
What is the city? The city is the whole council of God. It is the church of the living God that is setting on a hill so that it brings light to everyone who is living in darkness. It's what it is. This is what we are. I'm coming to an end. Nobody's gone to sleep yet, okay? And I like that. In such a way, he says, let your light shine before men in such a way. In such a way that the world may see what? Your good works. Your good works. Here's the results. Here's the results of what will happen. They will glorify your Father who is in heaven. That's the results. Now I'm going to read you something out of Matthew chapter 24. And if you want to go there with me, you can go there with me. Matthew chapter 24. And we are going to read 9 through 14. 9 through 14. This is Jesus speaking. And he says this. He says, uh, Then they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you. And you will be hated by all nations on account of my name. And at that time, many will fall away and will, at that time, many will fall away and will deliver up one another and hate one another. Now watch this, verse 11. And many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. And because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end, he shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world for a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Now listen to what he's saying here. He's saying, and many false prophets will arise. Who are the false prophets? Preachers that won't preach. False prophets are preachers that won't preach, teachers who will not teach. What's a false prophet? I'm going to tell you this. We have many on TV right now. We really do. Let me, let me, boy, I'm going to get in trouble. But I've gotten in trouble before. Now you all smiling. But we got a lot of motivators on television. We got a lot of motivators on TV. They're motivating people. Yeah. Yes, yes, motivators. But listen, motivators don't get you to heaven. Motivators don't get you healed. Motivators don't get you delivered. And motivators will stand back when Antichrist wants to come in and take over. When men are afraid, they're not afraid to preach about God. But they're, they're afraid to preach about his son, Jesus. Oh, yeah, there's something with that name. Bill Gaither wrote that song, but there's something about that name. Something about the name of Jesus that makes the devil shudder. Something about the name of Jesus that makes the the lukewarm church shudder. Something about the name of Jesus right now, if you're not walking in the kingdom with the Lord, to make you shudder. Listen, the devil believes and he shudders. How many of you understand that? Darkness has fallen. What are we going to do? Well, pastor, let's put some new lighting in. That was pretty simple. That wasn't hard. 
I didn't even have to do the work. That's a long ways up there right there. That's a young man's job. That's a young man's job. Hey, hey, follow me here. It's not hard. You just got to change the light bulb. That's all you got to do. Just change your mindset right now. Let the Holy Spirit look, live through you. Live in such a way that the world may see your good works. Stand up and speak. Hey, listen to me. You have my permission, if that means anything, to be political. The left is extremely political. And their churches are political. But we riot. We're not supposed to be. Why did I call? I'm not I'm, I'm I'm a conservative. But I'm not even like the conservatives that are conservative. Listen, I, I, I'll tell you this. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be mean. But I'm going to sound mean. But I'm not mean. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> that was the best response we got today, Nancy, yours. Hey, listen to me. But I am political, and I have to be political, because listen, I can't allow the darkness to come into this world and just stand by. I cannot allow this, the kids in our school to come to a Christian school and not know Jesus. I cannot allow you to know that there is, is, is more than just being saved with Jesus, and what it is is the gospel of the kingdom. That he's, he, listen, he'll still heal you. He'll still deliver you. And you're going to be resurrected from the dead in this life and the next life. Listen, but you need to know this too. You need to walk in the light as He is in the light. The Bible says we need to walk. You know, you know how you know that you pass from death unto life? It's, it's, it's simple. You have passed from death unto life because you love each other. Because you love the brethren. That's what, that's what John said. He said, we know that we pass from death unto life because we love the brethren. Well, you can't love the brethren if Christ is not in you. The devil has no love. Now, here we go. We're going we're gonna to look at this, and we're going to come to an end of this. And they're going to say, Pastor, are you running for office? Yes, I am. What office are you running for? The kingdom of God. I'm running for that office. I want my words to be heard, I want them to be, and I want them to be plain. And I want you to understand, the United States is under the judgment hand of God. But Israel had been under the hand of God by judgment many, many times. And how did Israel have God draw his hand back? Was by repenting. By repenting. Interesting thing about the book of Isaiah. He says, this is what I'm going to do to you because this is what you did. But he says this, my, but my hand is still stretched out. God's hand is still stretched out to the United States of America. Well, well then what are we going to do? Hey, stand up for those who can't speak. Stand up for children. Stand up. There, did you know that there was one senator that wanted to make pedophilia uh, not a crime. They need to shoot that guy. Did I say that? But they need to take him out of office. Not shoot him. Take him out of office. Okay, I had to say that because I could just feel it just falling back on me. But, but understand something. Listen, listen. God made man and God made woman. That's how he made it. Called holy matrimony. 
Now, now we can get into all the genders and we can get all into that stuff, but people come to the church and just live together. That's not right. How many of you understand that? Then we, we, you, you got to, holy matrimony. Holy matrimony. God recognizes holy matrimony. God recognizes man. God recognizes woman. Listen to what God says. He said, you kill babies, that's still murder. He said, you euthanize old people, that's still murder. We have to stand up for the voices that can't speak. God has called the church to be his voice. Whether you like it or not, you are the voice of God. And how you are speaking right now is the words that people hear that are around you. You are the church, you are the salt of the earth, and you are the light of the world. That includes me too. I need to let my yes be yes and my no be no, and I can't straddle. My dad used to sing this song. Here's what he used to sing. Now some, how's that go? Let me see. Let, let, me, let me get it. He's, it. It's called the preacher on the fence. Okay. He's saying, now some are trying hard to prove God never made a man. He evoluted from an ape. That have you understand? But we are sure God's word is true. It are, is our soul's defense. Now listen to what he said. How does that end? He said, is our soul's defense. And we will do our level best to club him off the fence. Come down, come down, come down from off the fence. And let your, let's, uh, something, huh? And preach the gospel as it is and take the consequence. Come down, come down, come off, come off. I'm off the fence. You may be an ape, but that don't make a monkey out of me. He would sing that. Evolution is wrong, people. Abortion is wrong. Euthanasia is wrong. Homosexuality is wrong. They're wrong. And you say, listen, God's bringing judgment. Yes, he is. He is. But listen, what do we do then? Repent. And God will come back and stay his hand and bring blessing back to our country. God has called us to be his voice. And when you start to be his voice, at first they're going to take offense. But the longer you stand and the harder you stand, listen, they'll start to listen. Acts 26, 16. She's going to bring it up. And watch this. This is what Paul, when he's standing before Agrippa, this is what Paul is telling Agrippa in 16. He said, Jesus said to this to me, Rise and stand up on thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness. Everybody say witness. That word right there, witness, is martyr. To make thee a minister and martyr, both of these things, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in which I will appear unto thee. Now, listen to what he said. He said, Paul, he said, when I got saved and Christ called me, he called me to be a minister and he called me to be a martyr. So Paul knew straight up when God called him on the Damascus Road, he was called to minister the gospel. Listen to what, what, what else. But he was also called to be a martyr. Now listen, God has called you to be a martyr. And here's what martyr is. Do you have enough faith to be able to die for the Lord? Do you have enough faith to be able to suffer for the Lord? Listen, if everything in this thing right here is gone, do you have enough faith to stand up for him? 
Do you have enough faith? Now listen, I'm going to hit you hard, and I don't mean to. But do you have enough faith when the devil's hitting your family to stand in the gap for your family? Do you have enough faith to stand in the gap for your wife, husbands? Do you have enough faith, ladies, to stand for your husbands? Do you have enough faith to stand for your children? Are you the voice of the Lord? Listen, are you ready to be, be insulted? Are you ready to be persecuted because he said you would be? He, should, he said, Paul, stand on your feet. For this purpose I have appeared to you. I appoint you or I ordain you to a minister and to be martyred for me, to suffer for me. Not only to these things you have seen, but be a voice to those things which I will appear to you. Now verse 17 she's going to bring up. Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom I have sent thee. Now listen to me. The people was the Jews. He said this. He said, he said the Lord has appointed me to minister. He, the, he said, the Lord had appointed me to suffer. And the Lord has appointed me to do his things. So listen to what he said. He said, I'll deliver you from the hand of the Jews. I'll deliver you from the hand of the Gentiles. Because I am going to send you where I need you. Now, where do I need you? I need you to stand before the kings. I need you to stand before the people. And I need you to proclaim my voice till I take you home. What is that voice? That Jesus Christ and him crucified and there is no other way. And all the doctrines that we have in the New Testament, 80% of those are written by Paul the Apostle. And listen to what he says to the church. He said, when it comes to all of the sins of the church, he said, you once were those people, but not any longer. He said, now you're the voice of the Lord. You are the voice of the Lord. You're going to leave here today. You're going to be God's voice. I want you to stand with us. He's going to show verse 18. To open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, you are the light of the world. And from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Stand with us. To open their eyes, we're the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. We are the, the, the preservation of the United States of America. I pray for the world, and I hope that the whole world comes to the Lord. But I live in the United States of America. I live in St. Joseph, and I pastor this church. To open your eyes to the Lord, that you may be the voice of the Lord. Listen, so that they may turn from darkness. Don't live in darkness. Listen to me, when you straddle the fence, you're living in darkness. When you're afraid, you're living in darkness. When you let anxieties and everything overcome the testimony of Jesus Christ, you live in darkness. And you, you say it won't happen in the United States. Those Germans said it wouldn't happen there, and it happened. Amen. It's happening right now. But understand this. So what did the church do when all the Jews are being killed? When that train is coming by that church, that church would blow its whistle. I mean, that train would blow its whistle. And had all those Jewish people in there that they was going to kill. And when that, when that church would hear that whistle. 
to cover up the screams of the Jew, Jewish people in those boxcars. They would stand up and they would sing and raise their voices as high as they could raise them. Listen, but not to God. But to overcome and make them deaf for what they was hearing. The screams of the people. Is your ear deaf to those unborn? Is your ear deaf to the sins of this world? Is your voice shut up and not be able to speak? Paul said to open up their eyes. Are you salt and are you light? Are you salt that was once used but now you're nothing and you're going to be trodden by, by men? Listen, here's what the devil wants. He wants to walk on the United States of America. He wants to walk on the church. He wants to walk on the school system. And so far he's getting his way. But I say and I declare and make a decree this day that it will not last. The church will rise in faith and the church will proclaim the word of God and the church will be triumphant. Open the eyes so that they may turn from darkness and the light of Jesus, the word of God, will bring us from the dominion of Satan to God. That word God right there means Father, Son, Holy Spirit. In order, this is the reason why in order that they may receive forgiveness of sins and step into the inheritance through the sanctification that God has allowed them to have. That they'll have faith in me. First John 1.5, she's going to bring it up. This is the message we have heard from him, Jesus. And announce to you, or cry out to you, that God is light, and in Him there is no darkness at all. Keep it up there. This then is the message which you have heard of Him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. God is light. He's wonderful. And He's precious. Your voice... What's your voice? Your voice. Your voice.